0: To the kitchen floor. The half empty quart of milk Kate was holding slid from her fingers. She felt her heart jump to her throat, muttered an expletive, and ran to the front door, pausing in mid stride when the house settled down to eerie silence. Kate stood absolutely still for a moment, listening, but she was unable to hear anything over the pounding of her heart. When her pulse rate slowed back to a normal beat, allowing her some semblance of rational thought, she concluded if anything were liable to explode, it would have to be in the cellar. There were things down there that made odd rumbling noises when they were working. There were pilot lights and emergency off on switches and an intimidating tangle of pipes and wires. She took a deep breath, opened the cellar door, and sniffed no smoke she switched on the light and crept down the stairs no fire no evidence of explosion she shook her head in confusion turned to go back upstairs and let out a shriek when she bumped into david dodd dodd looked at her over his wire-framed glasses and reached out to steady her are you okay She clapped her hand to her heart and gasped for breath. You scared me. I heard the noise, and I came to see if you were all right. The door was open. He made a vague gesture in that direction and removed his glasses. They'd been neighbors for three months, but he'd never been in her house. In fact, he'd never spoken more than three words to her at any one time. That hadn't stopped him from forming an opinion. He'd observed that she was a woman who moved fast and kept erratic hours. She didn't dally between her car and her front door, barely taking time to wave and mumble hello while she fumbled for keys. She usually rushed by him in a stern black coat that hung almost to her ankles, with a huge leather purse slung over her shoulder, a grocery bag balanced on her hip, Plastic-draped clothes from the cleaners caught in the crook of a finger. And more often than not, she was dragging a large, odd-shaped metal case that was equipped with casters and stamped with a bunch of travel stickers. Because he didn't know her name, Dodd thought of her as the mystery woman. He was fascinated by the amount of raw energy she exuded between curb and doorstep. Her impersonal hurried hellos annoyed the hell out of him, and he hated the damn black coat. Dave knew he was in big trouble when he started hating the coat. It was just a piece of clothing, for crying out loud. It belonged to a woman who was a virtual stranger. So what if the coat was unflattering? So what if it was missing a button on the half belt at the small of her back? It was none of his business, right? wrong it was driving him nuts clearly it was the result of having too much free time on his hands dave thought he was getting weird he had become fixated on a neighbor who wanted nothing to do with him he'd been lonely and wondered if she was lonely too and then he started wondering what was under the all-concealing coat a tweed suit A silky dress? Maybe nothing at all? Now he was finally standing next to the mystery woman, and his heart was pounding. Normal reaction when worrying about the safety of a neighbor, he told himself. It had nothing to do with the fact that her complexion was flawless, or that she had outrageous little orphan Annie hair. She was smaller than he'd originally thought, About five foot five and delicately boned, with a pixie ish face and large green eyes. She was wearing a pair of baggy gray sweats that molded to her soft curves and clung to her small waist. David concentrated on her blue and gray running shoes while he tried to exert some control over his testosterone level. She took a step backward and swiped at the wispy curls that fell across her forehead. I don't understand it. Everything seems to be okay here. I guess it didn't make it to the...